This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm Damian Bulwa, Metro Editor at the San Francisco Chronicle. Today on Fifth and Mission, the conundrum of parking at BART stations. Can we live with less of it? Transportation reporter Rachel Swan, who's one of our favorite guests, is back on the show. Oh, stop. <laughs> we will talk. There she is. We will talk about the tension around some of the big developments that people see rising around BART stations. They're transit-friendly, but they eat up parking spaces in many cases. Rachel, thanks for coming in. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Damien. Rachel, why is there so much tension around BART parking? Okay, Damien, think about think about it this way. So just think about the perspective you have, or I have, when you're driving around in your car, right? Um, think about, like, do tell me that you feel this way, that, like, I must get as close, park as close to my destination as possible. Like, parking three blocks away... That like activates like a fight or flight that response so in your in your brain, right? Right. This is something I have learned like from from like the parking scholars of the world. You know, it's like we have this weird triggering thing about parking. It activates like the reptilian part of your brain, that, <laughs> right? That, <laughs> so like last weekend, I was I got to tell you, I was at the a gym and there were two people that were lined up in the parking lot to try to park. 50 feet from the front of the gym. Exactly. <laughs> it's just like, it's this just weird, like, primal thing okay. we have about parking, right? So now, on t- like, now we combine that with another primal thing, BART. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. like, <laughs> people have everywhere. always, triggers everywhere, but I mean... Just like jokes aside, since like when it, when was Bar- Bart opened in 1972? I mean, part of the promise of Bart was you get a basically like a free parking space. This was like the 1970s view of the world. You get a free parking space, and imagine this, Damien, a seat. <laughs> Everyone Bart. Really? Everyone was guaranteed a parking space and a seat on a carpeted train. You know, and um, and it was free for years, right? Decades. It was. Until 2001, parking at BART was completely free. There was, like, no scarcity. I mean, like, even when they tried to, like, experiment with charging a dollar, at first there was, like, an uproar, you know? Now they're, like, now BART is trying to charge $3, you know? So what's happening now is we have this completely different universe of problems we're looking at. We're just this disastrous housing crisis and climate change that's like totally strangling the planet and everything. You know, Bart's facing this head on. And Bart is like, look, this is what we have to do. We have to build a bunch of housing on our property and we are going to build it on the parking lots. (laughs) And it's caused like, um, I don't know if... I don't know if people really grasped what that meant until it started happening. <laughs> Inherent in, in that is is Bart basically saying, we want you to get to the station not in a car, 
right? Yes. Or at least a lot of you. Yes, yes. Well, okay. Let's qualify that a little bit. Um, Bart is saying, hey, we invite you to carpool. We'll make it a lot easier to get a space if you carpool to the station. Um, but they're also saying we want you to get a little more creative about how you get to the station. And, yeah. Get your car and off the road we're not going to build completely. more lots. Yeah. Okay, so you're writing about this because you've, in addition to covering transportation, you've been writing about these big developments yes. uh, at many of the stations. You yes. know, they're seen as, as really central to, to the kind of solution to housing in the Bay Area. Yes. And in each case, we see sometimes uh, rider groups or neighborhood groups saying, hold on. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Um, yes. Give us an example of that. I think the latest one you've, you've written about is Millbreak, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so in Millbrae, just picture this, right? Millbrae is like, when we think of a transit hub, Millbrae is like the absolute quintessential textbook. I mean, it has BART and Cal Caltrain on parallel tracks. You just walk across the platform from one to the other. It's like one stop away from the airport, you know. I mean, you could throw a rock and hit the airport almost. Please don't do it, but you could. Um, you know, it's right next to all these freeways, El Camino Real, where there's like bus lines. You know, it's the burbs. They only go over 15 minutes, but you know, it's still, it's a transit hub, right? So like if we're going to build what um, policymakers call transit-oriented development anywhere, it's going to be at a station like this, right? Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. But yeah. they have a ton of parking spaces right now. They have like a Freaking! They have three thousand parking spaces. They have. I'm not even. You're laughing. They have three thousand parking spaces. I was laughing because you said freaking. They. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. They Go have ahead. like because I, I was about to say a swear word, but they have like they have quite a few parking. They have three thousand parking spaces, and um, they actually I have been told they never use all of them. But they're losing. They're losing six hundred. They're losing um, twenty, like twenty, basically twenty percent of their parking spaces, all, all in the surface lots. They have a garage with twenty one hundred spaces, and then they have a surface lot with nine hundred spaces. At the height of the construction of this project, they will lose all nine hundred spaces in the surface lot, but eventually they'll get three hundred back. So, for people who do park at these stations, um, you know, often either have to have a, a monthly pass right or, mm -hmm. or get there pretty early at a lot of the stations yeah what are what are some of these folks saying are they saying that that this is going to be a hardship or are they saying that this is actually going to put me back on the road in my car to go across the bridge uh they're saying both a lot of people are saying this will discourage me from taking the train at all you know yes yes um i have heard that more among people who don't who like are i guess i guess what you call like um, slightly irregular BART riders, you know, um, like maybe it's easier for them to actually choose getting on the freeway instead of taking the train or taking an Uber or Lyft instead of taking the train. Um, but yeah, like a lot of people have made the argument that 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 in, if people can, are circling the block, if they cannot find a parking space, that they will just continue on on the freeway to their destination. Um it's hard to prove what will happen, but I would imagine that will happen to a certain extent. Sure. Well, you I have know? to tell you one more story, if you'll indulge me. I, yes. I, I think I'm one of many people who would try to get one of the last parking spaces right. 
each day, and you do that thing where you drive up the parking garage. Right. And if people are coming back down, your heart sinks. Right. And totally. <laughs> and they're like and shaking their heads yeah, and, I would try and to get looking eye contact, despondent. They shake yeah. Their head, and then it's a sinking feeling. Yeah. And then I would. And you're like circling, hoping someone leaves. You just like orbit the lot, you know, <laughs> sadly. Or wait till I think yeah. 10 a.m. Yeah. Which is like three hours later to. Yeah. <laughs> Show up at work at like 12. Or else drive. Yeah. Yeah. So that brings us to your other big story recently, which was about BART considering raising some of the fees for these lots. And I, uh, I want to get to that. First, let's take a break. We're on Fifth and Mission with transportation reporter Rachel Swan. Back right after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome back. I'm Damian Bulwa, Metro Editor at The Chronicle. I'm here with reporter Rachel Swan, and we are talking about BART parking Rachel, another big story was the raisin rates that BART is considering for its lots. They've been $3 for yes. a long time for the for the daily fares. Yes. What's going on there? Uh, I mean, BART is considering raising the price of parking. You know, it's gradually, it's gradually gone up over the years. But, you know, people are, are accustomed to getting free or very cheap parking at BART. Um, and now, you know... Uh, BART's kind of rethinking its system. A lot of the lots, especially in the East Bay, fill up. They fill up like like the Antioch lot, I think, fills up at some kind of insane hour, like before 6 a.m. You know, the Lafayette lot where a lot of people drive to fills up very early. So they're saying, look, you know, this isn't really good for for anyone because people are having to get to BART like artificially early. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you have to get to BART at... 7.30 to get a parking spot, you know, and maybe you're like an hour early to work. Maybe that's great, but like maybe it's also kind of a hardship for you. Maybe you didn't want to leave that early. Um, and Bart's leaving a lot of money on the table, and obviously. Yes, you brought me to <laughs> That's the bigger point. Bart is, is leaving. Point. I mean, the bigger point is Bart is leaving a lot of money on the table. Um, you know, I mean, it's kind of like it's it's kind of, I guess, what you would call opportunity cost. I mean, taxpayers paid for the service space. A long time ago, so some argue that yes, they're already paid for. Bart pays to maintain them, but I mean, Bart yeah, nice could benefit. be. You know, I mean, if you consider like the example of Walnut Creek, where um, Bart got rid of the parking. There's a new parking garage. It's run by a private developer instead of Bart. The private developer charges fifteen to eighteen dollars, which is market rate. Which is market rate. Wow. You know, it's a big difference. so I mean, you think like Bart. And the private developer have different aims, right? Like Bart, Bart wants to get its lot mostly full. It's not trying to like profit. Like private developer wants, like wants to charge people a lot and have a lot of spots vacant. You know, so Bart isn't doesn't isn't going to want to charge as much as the market rate. But I mean, when you think of the difference between three dollars versus eighteen dollars, Bart could stand yeah. to charge a lot more money. So what are the options here? Is it is it just a raise in rate? Is there 
uh, I can't remember what it's called, the on-demand pricing yeah, that you've written a lot about. <laughs> there's a lot. I mean, this is just something that, again, parking, it's very triggering, and it's kind of like some of these discussions have exacerbated this, um, like, urban suburban divide on the BART board, right? Because there's like some some members of the BART board, they represent urban stations that don't even have to deal with this parking conundrum. And, you know, um, and then others, the ones that represent the suburban stations, they get all the heat about parking, right? So, I mean, it's because it's it's kind of created an anguished discussion on the BART board. Um, but, you know, it seems like most directors... A, they want to li- like Bart currently has a three dollar cap for mm-hmm. parking, so they want to lift that at least have some flexibility to charge more. Or hey, maybe charge maybe charge less. They say they trying to put a nice spin on sure. it. They'll say hey, on Fridays we don't <laughs> fill up, we'll not, charge but... less. You know, um, do more of an on like a demand based pricing model. That's become a very popular concept. You know, where I mean it's just simple. You know, they'll charge more during rush hour. You know, and charge more, more at, at stations, really stations, more at the really yeah. popular stations, you know, maybe Millbrae will become one of them. <laughs> so, um, well, I, I was um, researching for this episode and I pulled up your story. It's one of my favorites about oh my the woman who brought cash in a I paper bag for a parking yeah. spot. Tell us about that. Oh, my gosh. OK, well, this was a pretty good find. <laughs> uh, I um, met a woman earlier this year in January who told me about how she she lives she is um from she lives in Moraga mm-hmm. she's um and had a she she no longer works there but she had a finance job in the city for years um so to get there you know she didn't want to drive to the city cuz it cost like what $3000 a day to park or something you know <laughs> and you have to cross the bridge and everything so um she wanted to take BART the nearest BART station for her is Laf- was Lafayette um but the parking situation at Lafayette is insane. Um, and so she was trying to get a monthly permit, but there's like a wait list of thousands and thousands of people to get a permit at Lafayette Station. The wait list never moves because once you get a permit, you hang on to it for life. It's like your <laughs> season tickets for the Giants or something. You know, it's like you don't. It's like your box at the opera. Um and so she found someone on a social media site who was selling BART permits on the black market <laughs> at a huge markup. It. And so she would, for two years, she would meet this woman in a Safeway parking lot near Lafayette, <laughs> come up to the car with two, $2,220 <laughs> cash in a paper bag and pay for a monthly That is the most Bay Area story. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Before I let you go, you know, why not both? Why don't Why don't we have more parking, more housing around Bart stations? Because it's not possible. Okay. One caveat: Bart is planning to build one more lot. They've only said one more lot, and that is in Antioch because the parking situation in Antioch is so insane that they just say I had to build one more lot. But parking spaces are expensive. Real estate, you know, this they cost up to $30,000 a space. They are extremely expensive. In the parking world, it's called housing for cars. <laughs> if we want to build 
more housing for people. We cannot afford to build all this housing for cars. And just can, can I leave you with one example? Yes. Okay, so think of like your car. How many parking spaces does your car require in a day? <laughs> How many? What was the question? How many parking spaces does your car require in a day? How many parking spaces does my car require? Okay, let's say, let's say that you still have a parking space at work. Okay, one. Okay, so you need one at home, one at right? Home. One at work, mm-hmm. one at the grocery store, maybe one at the gym, maybe one at your kid's school. You need like five. Uh-huh. Right? I mean, like, every car just requires a tremendous amount of space. <laughs> <laughs> You've bl- you blown my mind. Sorry. <laughs> so it's just like, it's kind of an unsustainable model if we just, you know, allocate all the space to cars and we just don't have enough space for housing. Rachel, you've triggered us all again. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks to our guest today, transportation reporter Rachel Swan, to King Kaufman and Karen Creighton for producing this episode, and thank you for listening. Fifth and Mission is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.